0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name, good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vinson. All right. Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast. I am your host, Larry Vinson, and with me today uh, via Skype, via Skype. This is only my second time Skyping somebody uh, for the podcast, so we'll see how this goes. Um, But... With me today is someone I've known now for eight years-ish,
1: eight years-ish. Um,
0: and that is uh, Mika. Mika, say hi to the podcast world.
1: Hello, podcast world.
0: Hello, podcast world. Well, we're glad to have you on here. Uh, before we get to know you a little better, we have a tradition here on Coffee and Conversation called the first sip, uh, and yet again... This is a regular thing for my listeners. Uh, I have coffee, and yet the person I'm talking to has chosen not to have coffee uh, today. <laughs> I, I I don't know why. She says she already had two cups. I I think it's a lie. Uh, but well, yeah, but she what 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 did you bring instead of coffee?
1: Yeah, I brought some good old tap water. Tap water. You couldn't even get the
0: good stuff, Mika. No.
1: Now yeah. I do I do put it in a uh, in a pitcher and put it in my refrigerator so it is cold but it is tap water
0: so it's just you get colder.
1: what
0: you get it's colder tap water <laughs> uh, you know look you're saving the planet you know you're re you're using the resources given to you fine I guess yes thank well, you well all right we're gonna take our first sip so let's let's raise our cups here's to the podcast take a good drink. Okay, um, most of you uh, do not see, most of you do uh, not see this um, uh, uh, video. But that mug is like larger than your face.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. I don't want to have to have refills. You don't have to have two cups of coffee if your first one's big enough.
0: No, I have um, a French press. Yes.
1: There you so, go.
0: yeah. So anyway. Well uh let's go ahead and get started. Mika, I want to hear a little bit about you. Uh we're gonna get into the church stuff here in a moment, but let's just say who you are now, you know, where you're at, kids, whatever you want to share to the podcast community.
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm 23, single mom of two-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. Um, I'm home health aide, so I work with the elderly population. Um Pretty much, I get up and take care of people all day, and then I go to sleep, and then I wake up and do it all, all day the next day. And that's, yeah. that's where I'm at. That's what I'm okay. doing.
0: Okay. Uh, and you've been in Illinois now for five years?
1: Three. I think it's getting to be three. Three years. I was so, close.
0: i mean, three, five.
1: Yeah, Three, five, give or take.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's only 730 days. Huh?
1: Majority wins, right?
0: Majority. Yes, exactly. It's, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Um, so, okay. So you've been there about three years now, uh, and I am correct in saying that you do not currently go to, um, a church. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Okay. We'll get into why that is in a little bit, but first, uh, let's hear, uh, a little bit more about your, your experience growing up. Now you grew up in a, uh, in a community called Paoli, Indiana, right? Ooh. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then I was your I was your pastor for a bit, yep, yep for about three years. Uh, so full disclosure, we know each other well uh, for the podcast world. But tell me a little bit about your experience growing up in the church, highlights, lowlights, everything in between. Jeez,
1: okay. Um, I think that that's just kind of the extent of it. I was raised in a church. Um, never. I would say any specific higher lows. I was raised in a church that didn't have a lot of children. Um, and at some point that became an issue for me. And that's when I started going to Paley Christian church. They had a really good youth program. Yeah. Um, and I got involved in that and that really spoke to me. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember meeting you for the first time uh, and uh, and baptizing and, and baptizing you. I mean, well, Brandon baptized you, but still uh, it was, it was, uh, it was really it was really good moment. And talk about the, those first, you know, those first moments, months uh, where your faith really seemed to get um, really pick up steam. Because for a while there you had, uh, you know, uh, a really passionate, passionate yeah. love for Jesus, didn't you?
1: Yeah, there was a moment that I was really... I was like, I was all in. I was all about it. And I, th- I think that I'm just that way generally. If I'm yeah. for something, I'm for it. If I'm not, then I'm not. Right. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Mm, I'm not sure. Okay. Can you restate the question? <laughs> well, just talking
0: about like all I, is how you were uh, feeling those first couple of months after we after you got baptized and you started coming into, when you first start. you know, uh, when you met me and came to the church that I was at. Uh, you know, what was life like at the very beginning uh, of that, of that exciting part of your faith?
1: Okay. So setting up my environment, um, I was uh, like 17. I was a high school dropout. Um, I had not gone on to mend that, or even look at the possibility of college or anything like that. Um, so to just kind of have something come into my life that, you know, I mean, it gave me some hope. It gave me some things to work for. It gave me a desirable thing to seek knowledge about. High school wasn't, you know, that wasn't a fun thing for me. I was pretty well over it, I think, by my freshman year. So, um, <laughs> sure. I, I, like, I, I decided that I, I was not about it. Um, but it was, I had a really strong desire to just learn. I wanted to absorb all the knowledge that I could. I wanted to understand it. Um, and I, I wanted to do it. Do yeah. it. Christianity, do Christianity. Is that what I'm saying? I don't know.
0: <laughs> sure. I mean, that's the thing you do. Uh, you know, uh, it, yeah. yeah what did you, a- what did you, uh, what did you like about, uh, the community there? Uh, what, what was positive for you at, at, at the church?
1: A lot of things. Um, I just saw. I think probably opportunity and a lot of love there were, mm-hmm. you know, I think that everyone that I came in contact for the most part, they just genuinely wanted to love on me and, be part of seeing me grow or see, you know, seeing me come out of the place that I was in. Everybody seemed to have good intentions, I guess. Um, and that was, that was really important to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, any, any negatives or anything like that you look back on and say, yeah, that wasn't right. Anything like that at all?
1: No, I don't, Nothing sticks out in my mind, at least when you're asking me. Now, there might be something I think of later or.
0: I, like two o'clock in the morning, you're going to wake up. and You're like, yes, that's it.
1: That thing. Oh, no. But no, there was never a moment where I was like, oh, this isn't good. Like, it. it, it yeah, it
0: yeah.
1: was a good experience for the so most you part. You
0: reflect back on your time as a teenager and in the church as a positive experience.
1: Yeah, I'd say it was, a, it was a fairly positive experience. When I look back on it for my um, for myself at the time, now if I were an adult going into that situation, the person I am today, I, that would be throwing all kinds of red flags for me. But I'm a different person than I was when I was 16, 17. So for the time, yes, it was a good and a positive thing.
0: Well, what red, what red flags uh, would 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 be thrown uh, as if you were who you are today going into that church situation back then? Mm, oh
1: gosh, okay. Oh, I don't know how I don't know how to say this.
0: Just say it. It's, I mean,
1: well, it, it's a lot. Um, it just I guess I just don't believe it now uh-huh. the way that i did then and so if if i was getting this stuff as an adult i'd be like this is this is hogwash <laughs> yeah i can't believe that they teach this stuff to children um who's allowing this those yeah. kinds of things would so, be what so I.
0: Is, is there a specific teaching um or a doctrine that that you're thinking of when you um, think about those kind of things
1: the the two biggest and i've actually had these conversations recently with some friends the i guess uh, some of the biggest issues that I had coming out of it would be things being taught to me as absolute fact or absolute truth. Mm -hmm. Um, These are some good stories. Um, There are lots of stories. I don't, and and of course, you know, if you're a Christian, you believe that God is powerful and he can do the impossible and all of those things. Um, But now I would just be like,
0: huh. So what what caused the change then? I mean, so uh, going out of uh, you know uh, coming out of Paoli mm-hmm. to where you're at now, uh, what 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 changed?
1: So a couple really big things happened. Um, I separated from my husband in 2018, mm-hmm. and at at that point, I I was kind of what i would say like woken up to some abuse um so then i started to experience some church hurt i would call it um where like i was in a very bad situation and while there were some people who were like hey (laughs) you should not do that that's a poor choice more people than not had no opinion
0: towards the husband or towards you
1: Towards the husband. Okay. Um, and in, in that situation, you look at your girlfriend across the table and you say, like, you don't, I'm sorry, but you just don't tell her, pray about it. Take it to God. I don't. Because in that situation, and I might cry, um, you say, girl, you're being hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You are being hurt. This is not okay. Um, and nobody... Nobody did that. In nine days, I'm going to have my fifth anniversary to this man. I have spent half a decade. Yeah, that's that's hard. So um, that's the biggest thing is that when my husband and I split up. None of the ladies that I went to small group with continued to talk to me. Because I couldn't go to small group on Tuesdays because suddenly I had to work and provide for my children. Um, People like the church that I was in here. um, Just like my support system that I thought and I held so dearly to myself vanished overnight. It just vanished. And it was the most detrimental thing to me. But at the same time, I was woken up to all these worldly views, um, as I think they would be called. And I just, I started to understand what I would call the real world around me. There's very much a Christian bubble that I think people, you know, choose to live in, um, because it's, it's, it's easier. Mm Um, and then I think the other thing that changed was that I actually met some friends, yeah. Who, by Christian standards, are just shame, shame, shame. Just some right. of the worst people. Um, and, but, but it was it was like life-altering to me because they were quote-unquote fundamentally flawed. That's what I like to say because that's I, I take away a lot of like fundamental flaws from this, and that's why I don't get along with Christianity any, anymore. Is that based upon the things preached to me or that I read or whatever, is that there's this fundamental flaw that I have um, that ultimately, if this is who I really am, there's no hope for me, right?
0: So, anyway. um, I mean,
1: yeah, so do you them, care to yeah. be
0: a little bit more specific? I mean, I, and, and I, I, if you're not comfortable sharing, by all means, don't. Because um, I don't want to press you into sharing things. But what fundamental flaw are, are you referring to?
1: Um, okay. So this, this is going to be really big, but I mean, we talk about homosexuality a lot, right. um, I don't see this as any different, um, spe- sexuality specifically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, just all of it in general. Okay. Was enough to shake my foundation for everything to fall apart for me. That that's um, fair.
0: So for you, you know, as I'm trying to understand everything and, and first off, I'm sorry that you had to go through all that, you know, um, and that the response of your community, if you want to call it that at this point, uh, was, um, was not, was not loving or gracious, yeah. Yeah. um, or, or merciful. Um, and whatever those words need to mean right now, um, you know, breaking from knowing you as well as I do, it breaks my heart knowing that that's what happened. Um, but, you know, if I'm understanding correctly, you know, you were going through a dangerous time. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: it could have uh, something that could have escalated into uh, something that could have put yours and your children's lives in danger. Um, mm-hmm. And you got cliche answers mm-hmm. when talking about it with your friends. Like, uh, you know, God has a plan for everything. Uh, mm-hmm pray about it. God's going to get, you know, God wouldn't bring you to it if he couldn't get you through it. Right. Um, Yeah.
1: yeah. And that, I don't know, at some point, just when I had a non-Christian friend approach me and say, Hey, are you aware of all these problems? I don't know. And it's, I I can only describe it as like being woken up to things. And, And I'm not here to say that all Christians practice that. Because well, I obviously. don't need that. I mean, obviously, I know you. Like, you never. Even if I had an issue, you were still gonna love me through it and show me that God loved me and Jesus loved me through all of that. But at the end of the day, that's not what I got. That's not what I took away from it. And so I came out of it just very, like, very hurt. That. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, so, so th- this is
0: one of the common um, problems that that uh, people in your situation uh, voice back to to me and others who care about making a change in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that uh, you know that that what people do generally impacts how people see God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is uh, this is the case with you. Right. You you were hurt by the church. Ergo, <laughs> this is the God they follow. Uh, uh, I don't right. want to follow this God. Right. Right. So. At what point. At what point can can push back? Because if you can if you can recognize that there's other Christians who don't act this way, then then why put what those Christians did on, on your view of God.
1: Right. Um, and maybe that's something I need to define. Um, I guess I don't specifically believe in a God or the Christian God for, you know, for the sake of labels. Um,
0: but you did at one point, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And Um, so, so, and, and,
0: and not getting to where you're at now, but at the point where you're starting to, to doubt whether or not the Christian God was real, mm-hmm. would you say that the hurt you experienced from the Christian church impacted your view, view or fueled your doubt in the God of the Christian church? No. No.
1: Because I believed that this was an almighty, all-powerful God yeah. who could do anything. Um, yeah. and obviously i have full cognitive ability in my brain like i just understand that your actions don't dictate the actions of your lord and savior like you see what i'm saying so at no point at no point was that the like absolute thing but it only aided in me leaving the church and like being like well you know even if I don't believe in God, I can still come around these people because they love me and they care for me, but they didn't.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. Were, were you uh, Were you already going through doubts uh, before this happened? Um, or was this the catalyst, the starting point of, mm-hmm. of that season of doubt for you?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know. I think that there were a lot of – no, I think that it was a long time coming. Okay. Um yeah.
0: So let's talk about let's talk about those doubts then. Um, You know what what major outside of the um, uh, the the, I want to use a theological term, so I'm trying to think of the non-theological term. Uh, Outside, if I don't know it, (laughs) yeah, outside the correctiveness of the Bible, because there's two words we use theologically, right? Infallible and inerrant, Uh, and and that means that the Bible's without fault, the Bible's without error, Um, uh, and and so outside so outside of you just didn't believe in the stories as you put it the stories anymore um what what else then fed that doubt for you
1: um conversation with non-christians
0: okay what kind of conversations were you having
1: um general conversations i don't know like at some point i think i realized like Non-Christian people are not bad people. They have good morals. I do not need to cling on to this religion to carry me through to to make it, I don't know. Like No, so that's about,
0: something- val- I mean, that's a valid point, Mika. I mean, just to say that there are moral people who do not believe in Jesus is an accurate statement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the questions that, uh we that we deal with on well, I deal with on a constant basis is what separates the the Christian from the non-christian uh, mm-hmm. you know if you have moral Christians and moral non-christians um you know who are sometimes even more Christian than the Christians uh, mm-hmm. you know he, he yeah, asked, no, to, for sure so yeah. how do you have the how do you notice the difference and yeah, I, I I think that's a, a valid uh, concern and question, uh, and I hate that it wasn't, you know, properly answered for you. Or did you, did you uh, seek an answer for that? Were you trying to—was it just simply, I see non-Christians who are moral, and so I'm just going to follow them, or be with them, or spend my life with them, be in community with them? Uh, or was it— Uh, was it some noticing things that you started questioning? What, what's the difference then between us and them?
1: I think it was internal
0: Okay. Um,
1: that like by standards that I was taught, it was all like, it was, it was an internal issue. And so I had just decided like, I'm not going to participate in something that makes me feel so bad about myself.
0: How is it making you feel bad about yourself? I mean, are we talking about the abuse part of it or is there some other things?
1: So much of it. So okay. much of it. Like, they, like there is, there is so much. If, if you do this one thing, it is a sin. Sure, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you get to ask forgiveness. But like, I get really hung up on if this is something that I do that is a quote unquote sin um, I mean, but it's just part of who I am, and now all of a sudden there's something wrong with me. I can't get on board with that.
0: So for you, uh, your specific sin that you're mentioning here is is tied into your identity. And, yeah. And sure. if um and if the church can't accept that. Then why would you try to vie for their attention? Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Um. No.
0: Why? Why invest in something think, if you're? I think if- the
1: issue is that that um that for so I I don't know um because it's not just me I yeah. can't be the only person who felt so flawed and so like. I cannot continue to serve a God Mm -hmm. when I feel this bad about it. Yeah, Like, obviously I'm not measuring up to this standard. Now I will say like, I set my own standards high. That's who I am. I don't settle. I, but then all of a sudden I see all this fear failure coming at me and I'm failing by any sense of the standard and I couldn't handle it. I couldn't cope with it. I was depressed. I was Mm. suicidal. I had several suicide attempts by the time I turned 18. Like that to me on a worldly standpoint is a huge red flag. There is something wrong. Yeah. Th- that if I feel there's something wrong with me. I'm never going to be right with this deity anyways. There is no point in trying to participate in the game that everybody's playing.
0: I hate that, that you feel that way. I mean, it's, you know, because I I know that you could be, you know, you know, right with God and I don't know the specifics. I, you know, and I, and for our case here on the podcast, we don't need to know the specifics, right? Um, but uh, it, it, it's frustrating. I mean, not, not towards you. I'm not frustrated at you. It, it's frustrating because it's like, you know, I know your heart. I know the great person that you are. I know who you are. Um, and for you to be unable to separate what has been done to you through the church and God's love for you, um, is, is, it's a hard pill to swallow, you know?
1: Yeah, it for sure is. Um, but I mean, all of that said, so I, I guess I've maybe taken everything and put it in generalities now. So I, and I don't believe that, that the for specific purposes that God doesn't love me. I don't yeah. believe that. I, but I believe that he loves the person that I, am and i just believe that he's a higher being does that make sense Mm -hmm. so i believe that the higher being wants what is best for me Mm -hmm. that loves me in the way that i am created that i there is nothing i need to do to measure up to meet a standard to um to make it and i i have our notes from Five years ago right here and I even have my little umbrella drawing and if anybody's ever done devos with you they know <laughs> that <laughs> that means <laughs> that you receive grace by faith
0: yeah. and
1: I understand that that like it's all I have to do is believe in him and then I right I get all of that I get it I get it I get it I get it but that's I just don't identify with the specifics that are being preached in the Bible and Christianity. Does that make
0: sense? <laughs> no, it makes sense. It does. It, it does. And um at what <laughs> at what at what point because I I as much as I hear from you uh that this you know that that this isn't uh directly impacted by how you were treated um I I can't separate how you were treated from how how you are uh, believing today. Because let me ask you this question. Had the church responded with grace Mm -hmm. and love and care and honesty and the things that you needed at the time to not just, uh, you know, realize in a way to what was going on, but to grow through it and to grieve and to do the things that you needed to do that you've been doing now for the last, you know, uh, I think you said two and a half years, right?
1: I don't even know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: however long it's been. Okay. Um, had the church acted accurately, do you think you would have gone through this, this faith change?
1: <sighs> Gee, I would sure hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you
0: see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying, though? Because how we believe is tied into how we are treated by those who follow that belief.
1: Right. You know? Um, No, I do think think it would have happened. Yeah. Um, For the simple fact that I just, at some point, I was either going to get on board and, like, that was it. And I really, I was just going to become this creature that God wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Or I wasn't, and I was gonna derail completely mm-hmm. and figure out who who am I? Yeah. Outside of this identity that I've always been told.
0: Mm-hmm. And sense what sense. identity have you always? I been think it told? was inevitable. Sure. So you you, you see this that as you were, you know, you've been fighting who people want you to be, or in your view, who God wants you to be,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and who you really are. Right.
1: And I think that a lot of things like coincide with each other, who this yeah. spirit wants me to be and who I actually am. I do think a lot of them go together. But I think some of the things that were not OK or were shamed or yeah. just completely not even talked about, because let's face it, the church isn't talking about some things that need to be talked about. Man. Um.
0: That's why we're doing coffee conversation, by the way. Yeah.
1: Hi, how you doing? Okay. Um, yeah. So. I, I don't know where I was going. Never mind. No, it's
0: it's it, it's fine. I mean, like, I I get it. This is this is a real difficult one for me. I got to be honest because, um, you know, I I have seen uh, how things have been for you, and and I know that, uh, you know, the community that you went to has done you wrong, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, was, I see that you can see that because. Yeah. I know you I know that if this was a church that you were a part of that's just not the atmosphere when Larry then sends around like yeah yeah
0: you know, it heads would have rolled no I'm kidding I was <laughs> 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 um uh, look but yeah you know, so so you you were fighting you were fighting this you know trying to break free trying to become who you wanted to be um mm-hmm. do you not think do you not think that you could ever as you are, as you have learned to be, that you could ever find your way back to the Christian God?
1: No, I don't know that I could.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think that I could. And again, it's not that I don't believe in a higher being, but the Christian for now in conversation, people, you know, like to relate to people, I, I can get it. Like I can, yeah. yeah, I understand. Your God loves me. I get yeah. it. I love you. Great. Peace. Fist bumps. What up? Like,
0: <laughs> that was nice. That was good. That was good.
1: Hey. <laughs> yeah,
0: especially in this day of age of coronavirus. Fist bumps. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the no, way to no, do it.
1: Elbows. I think we're supposed to be doing elbows, actually.
0: I, uh, I was taught toe taps.
1: Ugh. Well, I think I also thought elbows was a poor choice because you're supposed to cough in your sleeve. So that's stupid, right? But
0: as you're coughing, you're saying hi. <laughs> <And> you see? <laughs> exactly. exactly. They did exactly. really share in the love. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all of that to go. Um, so, so for you, there's, 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 uh, there's no chance for you to ever walk inside of a church again. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? No, no, no. So what would, what yeah. would bring Mika back to the church?
1: Oh, I've, I've actually molded this over in my head. I appreciate the atmosphere at a church for connecting with the spirit.
0: Okay, what does that mean to you? What does connecting to the Spirit mean?
1: So, whatever – I mean, I fully believe that I heard this higher being speak to me at a Christian convention. And that night, I believe, um, my good friend Darcy baptized me. Yeah, (laughs) Like, she – like, I was moved by something um and i fully believe that there are people who are connected to the higher spirit Mm -hmm. and when you bring that many people into a room together why not i'm all about going and feeling some energy so i'm not saying that i wouldn't ever go to church again um but to sit and be probably what would be called like moved by the holy spirit or um called in a certain yeah. way. I don't know. I don't see that.
0: Well, I mean, like, So yeah, you would, that would get you through the worship maybe, but what about the sermon time as you're sitting there, you know, learning from, uh, you know, from these stories that you consider to be fake? How would you, how would you go through that right now?
1: That would be hard. It yeah. would be hard. Um, but I do see a lot of like practical application of the Bible
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: like the church that I was going to specifically, um, they were very good about taking the verses and saying, okay, here's what this means. Yeah. You know, maybe this, I don't, there could have just been a lot more taught with the Bible to make it more real for me, for sure. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So, but yeah, I think that there's for real, I think there's some great practical application and inspiration and, and, Um, probably even a little bit of divine inspiration in the Bible, but take it with a grain of salt. Uh,
0: Okay. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I, 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 I get it. Um, so, okay, Mika, let's say you find, uh, the perfect church. You're there. Okay. What does that church look like? What, what, what things are you enjoying about that church?
1: Hmm. Oh, that's a hard question. I don't know. Probably all of the same things that I previously enjoyed in a church. Community, friendship, love, kindness, acceptance, you know, all of the beautiful things that are supposed to come with. Yeah. Okay. Um, So. What about what about the teaching
0: part? I mean, like, what would you like? What would you like in a perfect church, perfect world? What would you like a teaching moment to look like?
1: Um, I think I would get rid of the entire part that the Bible is like whole fact. (laughs) If we have to get rid of that, like that is a fundamental issue for me that you cannot preach to me some of this stuff. And again, God's almighty, all powerful can do whatever, but it's just outlandish.
0: <laughs> okay?
1: All right. Um, if and and teaching correct history with it. Because okay. there's there's enough evidence out there that doesn't relate to Christianity at all that says, whoa look at all these red flags over here." And it just completely like unravels the entire thing for me. Um so like I, I we'll take the creation story for instance. I can appreciate it for the simple fact that it would be amazing to watch light come out of a deity's mouth right wow uh, you wouldn't uh, want to be uh, there
0: okay
1: but, like i i cannot accept that it happened in seven days i've never been able to accept that one though like i'm pretty sure there's a conversation you and i had like Maybe this part of evolution was day one. Maybe this part of evolution. Well, was I mean,
0: day listen, Mika, you understand. I mean, you wouldn't have had that conversation with me because um, I don't necessarily agree with the seven-day creation either. Uh, you know, uh, the 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 thing here is is that this is a, what people don't understand about a lot about the Old Testament, you know, narratives, is that they're not meant to be um, scientific, uh, you know, and uh, or. Or you know, historical in the way we think historical, right? They are historical, but it's not like this is exactly how it happened. No, they 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 speak in metaphor. They speak in you know figurative yeah. language. Um, and so, whether or not the seven the seven days is a literal seven days or a seven million year period, right? It's not the point of the story. The point you're of the right. story is that God created I, all of it. That's the point of the story. You're
1: right. You're right. right? You're all right.
0: And and so when we when we when we hang up our issues on things that biblical authors wouldn't have even cared about, you know, that's that's like yeah okay. So what I'm getting at here though is that there are plenty of Christians uh, who uh, who agree with you, who believe that you know, and Job is an allegory. I don't believe that personally, but that whether Job whether whether Job is actually uh, you know, all those things happened or not, uh, to Job. uh, you know, that's, that's up for debate, not the point of the story, right? Uh, Right.
1: And, and you're right. Um, but I think that that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. While it's not the point of the story, you can't teach the Bible as absolute fact if they're using, if, if they're using metaphors, you see what I'm saying?
0: I can use what, can (laughs)
1: discrepancies I can't handle the discrepancies
0: well I think it's a perspective issue right because I can I can use metaphor uh, to teach a factual truth you do it all the time as a parent Uh as do do I (laughs) you know like this is like this thing (laughs) you know Uh, and I think that's a lot of you know uh, of what the Bible was now granted because I, because I you, know, um, you know, I've done my research, I've done my homework, I do believe that a lot of the narrative in the Bible were, were actual events. Um, I believe that, that God caused the sun to stand still. I, I believe that the flood was worldwide. I believe that, uh, you know, that, that what the Bible says about Job and Joseph and Abraham and Moses, I believe all those things happened. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but I do believe that intermixed with all of that is a certain amount of allegorical or metaphorical um, viewpoints, and that doesn't take away from the factual basis of it because, uh, you know, they're just using the tools, the literary tools of their day to make their point. Perhaps.
1: Perhaps.
0: I love you because it (laughs)
1: It just doesn't work for me, Larry. (laughs) I understand.
0: Yeah. And that's not the point of this podcast, right? Of course. But I, 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 I didn't want that one just to be out there in the atmosphere without some sort of response. But the, the point that I'm getting at is that there are plenty of Christians, um, who agree with you on these things and yet still believe and in, in 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 the Christian God, um, and still go to a Christian church, um, you know, because uh, you know, church is more than a social gathering, as much as it is a place to refuel and to be encouraged and to be loving and to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, about the tenets of our faith and how we live that out in our lives. Was
1: there a question
0: in that? I don't know. Was there? Because uh, I, think... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a lot, but then it just <laughs> yeah. It did. Well, I think I think
0: the uh, the question here is um, as I try to kind of just you know re- replay everything that we were just talking about is can you ever, you know, when you, because we were talking about tr- uh, teaching in the church, right? Uh, you know, I- I- is there ever a um, format or uh, a type of teaching in the church that you would be comfortable sitting with uh, when you go in that perfect church scenario of yours?
1: Um.
0: And think outside the box if you have to.
1: Maybe I don't know. I think a lot of it would just have to be have to be very literal. Um, you can't reference one book. You mm-hmm. uh, there. I don't know. There are so many things that it would take. You'd have to completely chuck Christianity out the window and start a new religion. <laughs> I mean, because it just like none of it none of it would identify with my new church
0: (laughs) would you is it chucking christianity out or chucking how one presents christianity
1: maybe maybe just presentation but again as a mass and as a Mm -hmm. whole i just can't get on board with it i can't
0: yeah that that's fair i mean and, and and you know I'm not here to convince you otherwise. I'm just trying to understand your perspective. Um, because I think it's important for us, for those of us who go to church and those of us who want to change the church because really that's the whole point of this podcast right now. This yeah, evening. and I
1: kind of figured.
0: Yeah, this, I
1: do this, appreciate this by the way because with, I think that I I do appreciate this by the way. I think yeah. that this is really important and I think that these are conversations that needed to be had a long time ago that haven't sure. been happening. Um so yes, by the way, I appreciate your podcast. Oh, Good. Thanks.
0: Good.
1: I, 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 you know, look.
0: I mean, this this whole season is about what can the church learn, uh, and to how can we do things differently, so that we become a place, a safe place, for people um, who disagree with us to uh, to, uh, to come in and and join our community in hopes, now selfishly, in hopes that. They do change their belief systems to uh, agree with that of Jesus Christ, not the doctrine. I'm not talking that I want people to agree with every point of my doctrine. I want people to know Jesus the way I know Jesus. And
1: and maybe that's something I should point out. I am totally on board with Jesus. Like, Like, he's great. He's great guy. He was a great guy. He had a lot of great things to say and a lot of great things to teach. And I'm not discrediting any of that at all. But I don't think that he was that only. Like, ah, you see what I'm saying? Um, I,
0: yeah. So you believe everything oh. he says uh, except for he's the only way to heaven. <laughs> Sorry. Was that was that rude? No, no,
1: no. <laughs> it's not rude. But that's that's not. Well, Shoot! It might. My- <laughs> shoot! Oh man!
0: C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis, a uh, famous Christian author, had this—that you know—that you can't uh, believe that Jesus was simply a good person, uh, that or a moral teacher. He was either Lord, liar, or lunatic, right? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. and so, so if he was a great guy. And you agree with his teachings. What did you have to agree with all of them?
1: Yeah. And so I think that that's where the faith part comes in. Sure. I don't have faith. So I don't get in, but
0: I don't care.
1: We're taking a gamble.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I understand. You know, it's, it's the, uh, you know, I appreciate the fact that you like this idea of, of Jesus, you know, but you know, like the response from the church would be, well, you know, you can't have some parts and not the entirety. You know, and
1: yeah, and that you're right. That that's a very church response. Um, but yeah, and maybe maybe my perfect church would be more worldly educated. Obviously, it's been regurgitated a million times to probably both of us be of the world, but not in the world.
0: Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Church is not of the world. Yeah. Nobody sat across from the table and opened my eyes to this blatant abuse that was right in front of my face yeah that like how are you not of the world to that yeah (laughs) simple things women's rights like just across the board like get on that again where where did that go there
0: was a time where, where the church was really into social justice and and i i do think we're missing um a real critical time in our nation's history By not, uh, you know, jumping on, uh, you know, certain certain social justice issues that we should be caring about, you know, Um, you know, like like, for instance, uh, equal treatment of of women in uh, society today. I mean, that's an obvious one, you know,
1: Uh, things that are. That are like right in front of our face, and yeah. as a whole, the Christian community just glosses over it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and I, because we don't want to offend people, and you know,
1: because like, and I think that that's the thing like, Christianity has and always will continue to change and evolve with the times. So when you have those who hinder it, it only hurts your movement, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, those with the biggest influence right now are, are you know, in my opinion, hurting are doing more hurt than they are doing good. And, uh, you know, and at least people, you know, like people in my church, uh, people in our community who really want to do the right thing and love people the right way
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and, and are trying their hardest to do so. But we have to get over that. We have to climb over this mountain of perception first. Mm-hmm. Before we can even get to loving the person in front of us. Yeah, and
1: that's and that coming from a former Christian, that's hard. Like, yeah. It's it one of the most frustrating and hard things to do is like, how do you reach the people that aren't here?
0: Yeah.
1: And again, like that's probably somewhat the point of this conversation. Um, and I don't have the answer to that, obviously. Like I'm twenty. I think you've <laughs> given us
0: quite a few good answers, actually. Um, you know. Uh, I think being brave. Uh, you know, if I were a Christian sitting across the table from someone like you, be brave to tell the truth. Uh, be brave to be brave enough to to expose sin for what it is. Uh, to love people through their pain, regardless of what their pain is. Uh, you know, you you talked about. Um, you know, I think that if you would have had a spot to share your doubt. And to ask the hard questions, even if you didn't agree with them, Mm -hmm. uh, I think you I I think you could have still been a part of that community. I think you would have been a part of that community, Um, you know, uh, and and uh, just allowing the freedom of people to ask the questions and to believe uh, in the way that they want while still preaching what you see the truth to be. It's a balancing act, but I think it it's is. an important
1: one. It is, and I th- I think that that's really all that it kind of comes down to is that it's everybody's individual experience. <laughs>
0: Does that yeah, make sense? I,
1: mean, I think like, there is some
0: fundamental can... truths though that we that we that we all experience differently, you know, and so yeah, okay. you know, um, I, I I then, want go ahead. Sorry. Well,
1: no, I was going to say, and then I think it's just it's a choice. Like, you're going to get to that point in every walk of faith. Like, you're going to make that decision. You're going to say, yeah, this is it. Or, no, this isn't. And then you're just going to get to that. And either, like, you're either going to be someone who sticks to their guns and they're like, yeah, that's not for me. Or, yeah, it is for me. And Mm -hmm. that's what you go with. Or you'll wishy-washy. And I think there's a story about soil for that one. So, hey, look at you. I know, uh, yeah. I know. I have all this Bible knowledge. It amazes me sometimes. I'm like, whoa, that's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no,
0: I think that's, I think that's, I mean, I think that's right. I think a lot of people come to this wishy-washy. Uh, and to have, you know, like I believe like the perfect church needs to be a place where people can come to, to feel safe and loved and open to discuss mm-hmm. uh, beliefs and yeah. and cultural events. Um, and, and they should expect to get a, uh, what we would call biblical perspective from the church. Uh, I, I think that we can stand firm on, on what we see the truth to be um, from the Bible uh, and yet still be open to hearing other people's points of view. Um, you know, Paul did that on Mars Hill in Acts, right? So I, I think if, if a church could learn to open themselves up and say, you know, yeah, look, believe it or not, come on in, we'll talk. You know, uh, we yes, we'll have teachings, but we wanted you to ask questions and discuss and, you know, do all these things. You know, that's I think that's what this what a community needs to be about today. You know, and so. No question, just a statement. Well, we're going to wrap up. All right. Um, I I have had a lot of fun uh, talking with you again. And, and uh, I missed conversations. I know. I know, man. I remember, you know, you, me and Heather sitting at the table, drawing all this stuff out. And, you know, um, I think it's really cool, uh, that you kept all that. Well,
1: I mean, you were practicing exactly what you're preaching right now. You, you and Heather, you did, you gave me that community that like, I, there was never a moment that I couldn't ask you guys questions, you know? So you're, At the very least, Larry, you're doing what you're preaching, so I appreciate it. It's genuine coming from you. I I do appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you very much. Uh, And thank you for being part of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, If you would like to subscribe, uh, you can find us on all the major uh, podcasting apps. You can search for my name. Uh, That's Larry Vinson, V-I-N-S-O-N um cornerstone christian church will get you a whole bunch of other churches so just search for my name it's the easiest way to do it uh but you can you can find us uh on through the church's website Uh, cornerstonerock.org or through the church's Facebook page as well. Uh, Be sure to rate and review us and share us with your friends uh, because that's how we get higher up in the uh, echelon of popular podcasts, right? Uh, So again, thank you all for being here. We will see you next week on the Coffee and Conversation podcast.